Hey, what's going on, you guys? And welcome to the Banana Jam Podcast. My name is Jamie. And I'm Eli. And this is the Banana Jam Podcast, like I said. So, this, our first episode technically wasn't our first episode. So, this is going to be episode one, part two. Because that first one was just to get used to Anchor FM. We're not sponsored by them, because definitely not sponsored by them. But today we are going to be doing a Reddit reading. I don't know if any of you like Reddit. If you don't like Reddit, just go to the next podcast. Sorry, drop something. <laughs> um, yeah, but today we're doing pro r slash pro revenge. This one was posted by um, J P E C K S T L eight one. I don't know how to pronounce that, but okay. So we're I don't know how often we're gonna be doing Reddit reading. We might do it every one. Every podcast, every other podcast, but I don't know. And the first, and the first uh, Reddit reading that we're gonna be doing is gonna be read by me. So, do you hate my voice? Leave. This one is kids get daycare worker fired. So, here. So back in elementary school, my little brother and I were put in daycare as both parents were working as a nuclear military family. You know, like every family does. Uh, little bro. Uh, LB did not did not go to school yet and I was and I was was it was a typo I guess like in fifth grade and it's the summer before sixth grade I am pushing 40 with ADD so I am re- reaching wh- back a ways during the summer the daycare facility was busting at the seams with kids due to working parents and no school usually the school kids would come in for breakfast then carted off to school and then be taken to the adult daycare facilities to be picked up by the parents. This was so the school children could work on homework without having younger kids yelling and screaming to interrupt their studies. So this summer, they hired additional staff at the daycare to help with the extra kids because we all stayed at the children's daycare. So here comes one of the new workers, bad worker, B.W., Bad worker was horrible. She made fun of the children, changed up schedules all around lazy. Some of the older children even went to the director to complain, but nothing really happened because we were kids complaining about an adult. The older kids all decided to really watch BW so we could really catch her in the act. Then one day, a bad worker made a big big mistake. We were all playing outside one day. The older kids, like myself, were sitting and hanging out at a picnic table with a bad worker while the uh, younger kids like little brother were in the fence off pig on air. Then all of a sudden bad worker tells us she has something to do inside and asked us fifth and sixth graders to watch the young ones. We all agree and she runs off inside. All of the older kids drop their jaws. The only adult just left all the kids unsupervised and outside. This in daycare facility is the ultimate no-no. We all quickly came up with a plan. Don't say a word at all to a bad worker. Talk to a director ASAP. Well, after we all went back in and when we got a chance, one by one, the big kids all went and talked to the director and bad worker lost her job and was never heard from again. Lesson, kids can take out pro-revenge too. Don't write off kids just because we know the rules just as much as adults and can quickly turn the table. Too, uh, too, uh, too long, didn't read. A bad worker got 
hired for summer work at, at a daycare. Kids were trying to get her let go for being a bad worker. Bad worker left kids unsupervised outside in the playground without any supervision. Kids complained to the director for that big no-no. Bad worker got let go. Yeah. Yeah, if you're if, if you're going to be a daycare worker, leaving kids by themselves is just just stupid. If you're, you're going to do that, please make sure there's one other adult out there. That's okay. why you don't leave kids alone. Especially as no matter how young they are. Okay. This next one's this next one's gonna be read by Jamie because I run out of breath way too easily. Okay, this one is called "Landlord Tries to Keep Us in a Mold House." We get his place condemned by the city. Posted by Maggie Z M E G G I E Z E E. Okay, so let's get um reading. I had recently moved into a house with two other girls. It wasn't the best house, but seemed to look okay for a college apartment. One of the girls had a friend who had lived there before and told us about the landlord was sexist and kind of a dick, but usually meant well, and it was decent rent. I'll be referring to him as dumbass landlord. We were all broke, so we decided to sign a lease. I should have realized the warning signs when dumbass landlord wanted to sign it in a big boys after he had just eaten dinner dinner there and the leasing agreement looking like he chomped it up from other pictures of lease agreements on Google. We also found this apartment as an ad off Craigslist. Things were fine for a few months. I was living alone until the next school year would start and wasn't home all the time because I would go to my boyfriend's a lot and sleep over. It was a split house with an apartment in the basement and ours in the first floor. It wasn't long until I started to notice things happening. We'd get a good amount of rain since we were in the Midwest by some big local lakes, and it was springtime. We'd get a good amount of water, and the concrete steps to the house would constantly fill up with water. I had to jump over, and it would disappear overnight. It also started to get a little bit of a musty smell in the house, and I had started coughing and sneezing all the time, but didn't know why. Soon the other girls moved in and we started having some difficulties with dumbass landlord. He wouldn't tell us when he'd come over to check on the property. He said he did this to keep us up on look and mow the lawn, but he did it way too often for any of us to be okay with. He would argue with us about having a copy of our own lease. He'd yell at us to give him rent payments and cash, especially before going to his cabin, cabin up north with his girlfriend. But the biggest of all was we were having problems with mold and he did not care. For a while, he hadn't talked to the people in the basement apartment until everyone was having problems with dumbass landlord. We'd hear them arguing and yelling down below about as often as we would upstairs, but they were in a hellhole. Everything they owned had mold going on it. They had bugs everywhere, earwigs, beetles, ants, you name it. They were constantly throwing away their clothes, dishes, furniture, even their college papers and homework, since it was all growing mold. They spent money on plastic bins to hold most of their important items, but even those would get moldy. We also found out that they were supposed to have another roommate down below, but she couldn't live there from her allergies to mold after signing a lease agreement. We also found out that dumbass landlord verbally abused her and her mother on the phone to the point where they were crying, and she couldn't get out of the lease. She ended up paying for two 
places every month so that she didn't have to live there because he wouldn't let her break her lease and didn't care. Upstairs wasn't as bad as the basement, but it wasn't good either. All of us were coughing more and more each month. We would wake up coughing in the middle of the night and we were getting really sick. We tried to air out the house as best as we could, but nothing helped. I ended up getting a severe case of strep throat so bad that every swallow I took made my eyes water and made me verbally make noise from the pain. I tried to ask the doc- ask, ask the doctor I went to if he could prove that this was from the mold later, but he unfortunately couldn't give me a solid statement on it. Me being a vocal neutral good person who was also going to school to be an architect tried to explain to him what was going on in the house. No air circulation, his concrete steps and foundation walls were not sealed, so all of the water I had I I'd have to jump over was most likely going into the basement walls, causing most of all of this mold. We also found a few areas on the roof that needed patching, since we noticed some leaks, among other things, and the basement apartment had cheap patio doors for their only means of entrance and exit, which would consistently be up against water when it rained, adding to the problem. Oh, smart dumbass landlord decided that we were all just girls complaining about silly things that didn't mean anything, so he brushed us off and said we were fine. Even though I had told him that I was learning about these things in school and knew what I was talking about, he wouldn't let us out of the lease as hard as we tried, so all of us girls in both apartments decided we would get out of it if it was the last thing we did. Then then began researching all of the legal apartment and tenant information for our state and city to get out. We were paying for attorney fees, uh, starting, started taking pictures of the mold upstairs and downstairs that we could find, talking with several different city staff and police, and started compiling this into a nice document. After referring my rent payment to get a copy of the lease agreement from dumbass landlord, we could finally take a look at our legal document and use that further to get out. We were also working with another landlord at a renting company in town, who I will call good-ass landlord. He was thankfully doing his best to get us out of the shithole and into his apartment. Through him, we'd get all of his legal ins and outs of the renting business and help us find a loophole. Then, after months and months of arguments, money, and researching, we found it. We sent in a mold test to a research lab, and it was over the limit of what was inhabitable we could get out. It was safe to say we had a pretty good idea if it was over the limit. The test came back a few days later, and we sent that off to the city, including our nice document of pictures, statements, and leasing agreements. Not even four hours went by, and we got a call from the city. Our house was so full of mold that we were to move out of the apartment within 24 hours, and it was to be condemned. We were we were ecstatic. All of that hard work had finally been paid off, though it was horrifying to know that the mold count was so high, the mold researcher who had been in the business for more than 30 years had not once seen a place with higher mold count than this house. Yes, this included black mold. Fast forward to us happily packing up in our house, all of our parents getting us out together, us moving into the apartment that had that good-ass landlord kept open for us to move into, and poor old dumbass landlord sobbing in our driveway as we happily stacked boxes in the cars, complaining that he should have paid more attention and listened to us. This was his girlfriend's property, and she was going to dump him. We all took a picture the next day, smiling in front of the condemned signs. It's still one of my favorite pictures to this day. Serves him right for not listening to his tenants. Okay, the original person who posted this, 
Um, Maggie Z. Yeah, you did the complete right thing. I'm, I don't know if I'm deathly allergic, but I am really allergic to mold, so I cannot live in that house. And even if you're not allergic to mold, no one's going to want to live in that house. Okay, here you go, Eli. Here's another story. The, the name of this story is uh, Tootsie Roll, uh, posted by Star Child 1968. Star and child are spelled exactly how you would expect star and child to be spelled. It's all one word, no underscores, no space. So go give them the, the recognition they deserve if you, ha- if you happen to have read it. And every now and then it may seem like I'm taking a break, but I'm eating dessert because I'm hungry. Okay, so the beginning of the story. This happened many, many moons ago. I don't know who still says many moons. I can't say it's pro-revenge, but for our fourth grader, it's epic. We had a homeroom in the school, the room you started your day in, the day where, no, not the day, the one where you kept your stuff, like school supplies, and most importantly, our lunch. So beginning of the day, we were leaving, we leave everything in the desk, which is where we were told to keep everything. Class ends, I pick up the school, the the needed school supplies and book for the next couple of classes, but P plus PE. A few classes later, we go back to our homeroom where we have a class, then we break for lunch period. One day, I went to get my lunch and half of it was gone, putting a few pieces of candy I told my teacher that someone had stolen part of my lunch. She assumed me no one, uh, she assured me no one was taking my food. I explained that yes, my food was missing. She still said no one took my food. I couldn't understand why she wasn't com- comprehending what I was saying. I'm right next to her desk telling her she said, she said lunch is about to begin and to go sit down before the bell rings. I said, I, I, I will, but first I need you to understand that I'm saying, someone has taken my lunch. Again, she said I was mistaken. I said, I don't understand why you can't just investigate what happened. Now now it's getting real. She said it's lunchtime and I needed to go to my cafeteria. And I said, why? Someone ate my lunch. I have nothing to eat. She told me if I didn't leave, she would take me to the principal's house. I said, great, let's go because I'm not leaving until you do something. She said, okay, I'll do I'll do something. I said, great things. What are you going to do? She said she didn't have time to deal with me, so I left. Next time I was, next day I was missing another treat from lunch. Now understand I'm poor. My, my meal is all that I have. My mom and dad are a piece of crap on drugs, so I make my own lunch, which tends to be a jelly sandwich if we have it, and candy from Halloween or something. This particular week, my brother and I scored on pudding, and I had yet to eat any because some little jerk absconded with my stuff. So I brought this up to my teach and, and again, she didn't want to hear about it. So I went to the principal's office during lunch time myself to file whatever grievance a fourth grader could, could do. At least the principal heard what I had to say. Monday morning came and my teacher was pissed. I went to the principal. She scolded me in front of the other students saying I'm a tattletale. No one likes a narc. Not cool, I just sat there and said nothing. When I got home, I told my mom and dad 
their solution was for me to take my lunch with me. I didn't think any. I didn't think about that, but I didn't because it was a hassle to carry everything. Plus, to put one one class with PE, physical education, that's just not right. So I didn't. Their idea sucked. My idea was genius. I had a big tutti roll, like the size of an adult's finger. They are so good. I hate to ruin it, but what a great cause. So it took my drill, dad's drill motor, chucked up a large size drill and bored out enough of the tutti roll to roll it up with 5W transmission fluid. I capped it with the shavings and I bored out, wrapped it back up and my trap was set it looked good tutti rolls are a little oily on the outside because of the heat or the makeup of the candy itself i was so proud of myself for the craftsmanship i used for the devious idea this was going to work i didn't tell anyone of my plan not my dad not my mom and dad not my little brother in the back of my head i was kept thinking who was doing this my brother my teacher she hated me i was a Smart kid, always did my stuff, but with the atti- attitude. I look like a hippie. I look like a hippie bell bottom ZZ top T-shirt. Not proper for rednecks in Oklahoma, but I just don't know. I soon found out what period my food was being taken and by whom. It was the ginger kid, fat tub of shit, who was related to of all people. My teacher, how I can't remember, but they were my kin. I was taken to the principal's office. I'm thinking I'm getting a word. Nope, I'm getting yelled at to comprehend. I was being reprimanded. I had enough of adults pushing me around, making me feel like a bad guy. I explained to both of them that I didn't give fat, fat ginger permission to eat my food. Why Why is he sick? Did he eat something that, was, that wasn't that was his? Did anyone think about stealing someone's food is wrong? But I'm the bad guy. I hate to tell you, but ginger, but ginger is going to die. I put cyanide in the food from rat poison. He had already been taken to the nurse office. Principal and teacher started to freak out. I started laughing. Said, said it was only transmission food. They they were gonna give me paddling. I explained that I was in the, my mom and dad had to be present. So let's get them here and see if they agree with me, the victim, or you who didn't listen or do anything to protect me. My mom might be a lot of things, but when it comes to her kid being boy, she went off on them. I was in the outer office hearing her go off on them. When she came out, I asked her. By uh, the winner, she said, yes, baby, you showed them. You were the winner. Wow, if someone's stealing my food, I don't got to worry about telling the teacher that they're going to revenge immediately. And also, OP, you are the smartest fourth grader I have ever heard of. I did not have those kind of balls in fourth grade. <laughs> in fourth grade, I couldn't even tell, I couldn't even ask the teacher if I could go to the bathroom without having a panic attack. Yeah. Um. Okay, let's let's read this one. This one is called "Hangry Howards," and it was posted by Cthulhu's Left Nut, spelled C T H U L U Z L E F T underscore N U T. Okay. This one. Um, okay, let's just get it started. About a year ago, I was working part-time as a server and needed to look for some extra work as, as the busy season had slowed down and I needed to make more consistent money. 
I wasn't looking incredibly seriously as me and my girlfriend lived in a condo owned by her parents and I had virtually no bills. One night, me and my girlfriend go to get dinner from relatively well-known pizza chain near us. Inside, they had help-wanted flyers practically spilling onto the floor. As I had multiple years of food service under my belt, I had figured I wouldn't be an awful choice for some extra part-time hours. I mentioned to the manager that I was interested and would drop off an application the next day and I was dressed to go pick up pizza, which means a dirty t-shirt with my dog's hair on it, sweatpants, and flip-flops. Obviously not interview attire. We take our pizza and leave and the manager actually follows me to the parking lot practically begging for me to just do the interview with him. I thought it was weird but didn't think anything of it ended up and ended up getting hired. Now to get some backstory, when I say I have food service experience, I mean I have years of management experience all the way up to assistant store manager for multiple fast food restaurants. The reason I didn't apply for a higher level job was as I said, money wasn't really a huge issue for me. And at the time, I was just coasting and saving money to move out the state. After starting, it became very clear that my boss, who we will call Howard, had absolutely zero idea what he was doing. It started off with the restaurant having zero daily, weekly, or monthly cleaning duties, which if you work fast food, you know is an absolutely, which is an absolute necessity. He would consistently not have the answers to questions I had, and directed me to other employees. Simple questions like which side of the oven a specific pizza goes in and would smoke a cigarette every 20 minutes. The fact that the store had been open l- less than a year and was already in disarray speaks to how things were being run. I would come to find out he was a janitor or custodial engineer as he would like to say previously and had zero food experience and somehow got hired to be the general manager. I saw this as an opportunity for me to get paid a little more for doing the same work I would inevitably end up doing. I offered to be his assistant manager as he had no one in his store who wanted to do it and had already asked me previously. On the condition that it stray part-time because I really like my serving job and I don't want to give it up. I told him that I want to spend the time teaching him behind the scenes stuff that food, fast food training doesn't put in manuals or online tests. How to effectively make schedules, how to make weekly cleaning charts, weekly build to orders for shipments, things like that. Then when busy season at the other job started, he could hire a full-time assistant. He delightfully agreed. Me and Howard were only two were the only two managers at that store with two drivers and five employees after that. He would schedule me to open he would schedule me to open to close shifts in a row. Two open to close shifts in a row on his two days off so he could keep them every week and would justify it by saying he worked open to closes on the days I wasn't there since a manager has to be there to handle any of the cash from the safe. He never worked a single double shift. I worked this for a couple of weeks and within the same little same within that time literally every single employee except for me, Howard, and a driver we will call Jeff had quit and we had hired new people. Me and Jeff got along swimmingly as both were stoners into the same music and fairly laid back. We also loved to talk shit about Howard. He was also Howard's next door neighbor and told him and sold him some weed on occasion. So he had all the dirt all the time. 
It became clear to me that there was some money issue going on somewhere as we were getting way more tips at the front counter from credit cards on reports than cash going into the tip bag for employees. This was this wasn't easy as catch since he would save the tips up for 2 weeks to distribute them to employees on the week opposite of payday. However, with the store being an unorganized mess, it was hard to know if it was money being stolen or just simply numbers being put into the system incorrectly. One particular night, I was closing the store and was having some issues balancing the drawers and the numbers weren't adding up. I called Howard who picked up picked up with the hiccup and a few of in a slew of slurred words. I explained to him the problem I was having and he tried to walk me through it but was either too drunk or more like it just didn't know the answer to my question. I told him I would call his boss who I had met a couple of times and had mentioned if I ever had questions to call him. Howard immediately freaked out and said, "Don't do that. They don't want anyone to know how to work the numbers on the POS point of sale, not piece of shit. Otherwise, they will try and steal money." Knowing that knowing that was an asinine response, I said, "That makes zero sense. How am I supposed to fix a problem if I don't know how it works?" Then he said the words that started the snowball would come from crashing down on his whole life. He told me, listen, you are asking too many questions about the cash. It makes you look really suspicious like you're the one stealing money. I told him whatever I could, I would leave everything the way it was and he could fix it the next morning or try at least. I had to be careful because in food experience, if, if in food service, if stealing money even comes into question, most places will just fire you since they can't hire any zit-covered kid to replace you. Because of this, just my morale is really being called a thief is the one thing I do not stand for. So I hashed a plan with Jeff, who sided completely with me and had and had suspicion for a while about him. Jeff knew that he was an alcoholic who could never turn down a night at the karaoke bar. Now Howard was interesting with how incompetent he was, and he tried to be the biggest people pleaser I've ever met. But in like a lonely and desperate way, he had practically begged me multiple times for us to go drinking together or to come smoke with me at my house. Keep in mind, I am 24 and he was 32 with a wife and two kids at home. We decided to both invite him out to a night of karaoke the night before he had a big meeting with his boss and the VP, vice president, of training for the whole company. Of course, since me and Jeff both invited him, he can't—he couldn't say no. I actually ended up having a good time that night, not because Howard was company, because my plan in, involved me buying Howard at least seven Jaeger bombs, a double shot of Patron, and a lot of beer. I had to drink a fair share to not look suspicious. What a birder I know. My girlfriend, who was DDing for us, dropped him off at home around 5.30 in the morning after a rather long smoke session at my house, suggested by me, of course. Needless to say, he did not show up for work the next day. He called and told his boss, who was already at the store, that his kid needed to go to the hospital the night before and he was still in the ER. He called me around 11 a.m. to come in and cover his shift. When I got there, I asked Howard's boss why he called down. He told me the reason. I said, really? Well, I stopped by that karaoke bar for a few hours and he was there. I wonder why he took him in and not his wife. And showed him a picture of an obviously fucked up Howard and myself. They ended up firing Howard within 30 minutes and had offered me his position as I had more experience than him anyways. And was was already practically, practically running the store and had completely taken over training new employees. I would have been perfectly content with them getting fired. I never imagined to have... 
have been offered his job, I was blown away. However, I still didn't accept the job as I didn't want stress level the job came with. They say the best gifts keep giving. Well, so do the best revenge p- plots. Howard had his wife kick him out, asked for a divorce, and full custody of his kids. He went over to Jeff's house and saw them crying, cried, cursing me for ruining his life just so I could take his job from him. I would have given anything to have been a fly on the wall to see the look on his face when Jeff told him that I didn't take it and quit the jobs shortly after. Too long didn't read. Boss, who was stealing, accused me of stealing, so I take him out drinking and get him shit house the day before a big early meeting. He gets fired. He gets fired, loses his wife, kids, and house, and I get offered his job. Okay, that was probably the best one we read yet. Just because, not just because it's long, but that was really good. Like, I love how they didn't care about you being shit faced, but him being shit faced just because he's a general manager. Um, yeah, I mean, they don't give a shit about just the regular workers getting drunk, high, and everything. They don't give a shit. But once you're a manager and do that, you're I mean, pretty much fired at that point. You pretty much lose your job. Okay, we will have to be stopping this at uh, 30 minutes because on uh, Anchor, that's the longest we can record in a web browser. So until we can figure out how to get like an app downloaded to our computer, our longest our uh, podcasts can be is 30 minutes. So uh, this one was a pretty long one compared to the other one. The other one was only like 14 minutes and one second, which I don't know why there was one second. No, nine seconds. Yeah, it was nine seconds. But um, basically, if you like this one, tell your friends about it. Um, I'm not going to do the Justin Bieber and tell you to keep it open on your web browser all day to get more views. All right. We will be ending it right now. No. Bye-bye. Hold on. Jane, whenever we... Uh, uh, okay. Okay, you ready?